If you're in a Google Cal business suit, soul cycle, bulletproof coffee, productivity hacking world, and you are trying to access surrender, deep life force that's out of your control, the processes of nature. And if you aren't in a space of surrendering to nature, then that is two energies going against each other. Welcome to Get Pregnant Naturally, where functional medicine and natural fertility solutions will help you get pregnant and have your baby. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah Clark. My mission is to inspire, motivate, and empower you. And most of all, I want you to wake up. With functional medicine, we can discover what causes infertility and eventually reverse the condition. Today, I'm welcoming Alexandra Roxo to the podcast, and we're digging into how to embody our feminine fire. Alexandra Roxo is a writer and soon-to-be author with Sounds True the co-founder of Moon Club, a filmmaker, artist, and transformational teacher. She has been devoted to the practice of moon ritual and being a part of the rebalancing of masculine and feminine energies on planet Earth for many years through art, writing, and transformational work. She has mentored, coached, and led hundreds of hours of rituals, coaching work, and empowerment for women. Her film, video, photo, and TV work have been viewed by millions online, screened in international film festivals, and featured in press from Variety Magazine to New York Magazine to the London Times. Her Instagram posts and photos are where she currently finds artistic expression. Check out her website at alexandraroxo.com. That's R-O-X-O.com. And before we jump into today's show, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this to make sure you never miss an episode. Hey, Alexandra, welcome to the podcast. Hi, so glad to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. Uh, yeah, so I find most people, you know, have their own story and you definitely have quite a story as to how you came to this work. So if you could uh, share with us. Great. So I have been on a spiritual seeking path since I was quite young. My mom raised me with Louise Hay on the bookshelf and Carolyn Mace. And if you don't know who those authors are, they are old school Hay House authors whose work was sort of seminal in a way, um, speaking about spiritual path. I guess you would call them kind of new agey. Um, I definitely felt like my mom was kind of new, new agey back in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. I wouldn't say that anymore, but that was kind of the, the heyday of that, of like the crystals and the health food store and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not the heyday in the sense that now it's all come back and a whole another look. But <laughs> um, So she raised me, like she gave me my first Lemurian seed crystal when I was like, I don't know, maybe 15 or 12. And I saw my first spiritual teacher who was also a psychic intuitive when I was 12 with her. Um, but simultaneously, we went to the Protestant Presbyterian church. Mm. So we were like witches in disguise very much. <laughs> I, mean, I think of that film, Chocolat. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that film it was so good with Johnny Depp he's like the hot mm-hmm. gypsy man and Juliette Binoche mm-hmm. and and my mom and I were a little bit like that where we like kind of wandered into Marietta Georgia and my parents had been divorced and my father was it stayed behind 
And, you know, mom was young. She was like, I'm 34 right now and I'm going to be 35 in March. And my mom had me when she was 27. So at my age, I'm almost 35. I would have been, uh, what's my math here? Um, Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot imagine having an eight year old right now. Like I cannot imagine at all. So I imagine my mom and I wandering into Georgia and my mom was very young and somehow managed to kind of get her shit together and get a, a life together for us in this whole new state and a whole new place and still managed to give me this deep spiritual upbringing, also taking me to church on Sundays because that's what you did. So when I think about, well, how did I get into work, this work, when I say this work for me, it's just like the conscious spiritual path. And that really does go all the way back to my childhood. Uh, and then when I went off to college, I got into the Eastern path and the Eastern traditions when I was 19. And this was in 2002. And that's when I stumbled upon the work of Ramdas and Paramahansa Yogananda. And I started the yogic path. Um, and that was amazing. I came to meditation and the, you know, I, I found uh, kirtan and bhakti yoga and what it meant to to chant mantras and really had a, a huge awakening with those traditions and from those traditions I came to the traditions that are the more pagan traditions the goddess traditions the more earth-based traditions and as as I sort of have walked through this life I've pieced together bits of my soul and when I was younger I had judgment around it. I thought, no, I have to just like pick one thing and do it. And now I really look at it as that I've lived so many lives and I've been so many people that I'm sort of reassembling uh, my heart, this life, and that many things speak to my heart. And um, so now I've been dedicated to certain practices for many, many years. And I do think there you need to have depth when you do certain kind of different spiritual practices or any practice could be writing, could be dancing, you know, like just going back and doing it again and again. Uh, But my path has been rather eclectic this life. It's kind of been a a reclaiming of different parts of myself over the years. Mm, Yeah, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Yeah, the reason I wanted to have you on here, actually, and we're, we're kicking this off in, in, in the new year, and really talking about, for, so women that, that come to us are, are struggling with, with fertility, or they're on their, mm-hmm. their fertility journey. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of this is, and even struggling for, with fertility, that's not even a good way to say it, it's really the fertility journey. So your mm-hmm. soul, the soul of the baby is, is waiting, kind of everything. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and in that, there's a lot of anger and grief and frustration, a lot of like really strong emotions and really almost feeling a lot of the time talking to women that um and experiencing it myself that you you know your body has failed you and then being able to reconnect with your body and so so i love the work that you do to be able to tap into that feminine energy because a lot of the times and i've talked to you on 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 mood club about this sometimes we feel like stiff or like fairly in this masculine energy and we're like achieving go 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 and then the feminine side perhaps might seem weak to us, but that's not the case. So how, like, how do we reconnect mm. with our body? 
Such a good question. And I have heard a lot of women who have struggled with fertility come against this very same topic because we do live in this society, if you're in the Western world specifically, and you might be in the Eastern or the Southern Hemisphere or whatever, but if you live in a country that is primarily capitalist-based, like you wake up and your goal is you have to work that day, right? Like our lives are structured around work, around making money and capital. And it's a capitalist way of living post-industrial that in that space, we are living in these more archetypal masculine energies and it's a more directed energy. It, it feels in your body more dense. It feels like a dense muscle. You know, it's like if you had a really like sharp toned hard thigh <laughs> or if you or you could compare it to like a soft juicy round bum and and so if you can feel like the energetics of like soft and juicy and it's almost like if you were on a on a hawaiian beach and there's a writer that talks about this and i talked about it at a retreat recently and he he talks about how what if you're a hula dancer and you're just moving like such like surrender and pleasure you know just dancing and imagining that say in a city like new york where everyone is like looking down in their phones wearing gray and black and business suits the way i look at this 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 intersection of this masculine feminine archetypal energies is that it's like if you are in a business suit fast-paced world if you're in a google cow business suit soul cycle bulletproof coffee productivity hacking world and you are trying to access surrender deep life force that's out of your control the processes of nature and if you aren't in a space of surrendering to nature then that is two energies going against each other so if you think about it, if you were to tell a rainstorm to come, rain, you better fucking rain. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen because you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. But if you let go, when you let go, when we let go in general is when things happen. And so I, I, I imagine that because of the, the pace that we're all asked to be at because technology is at a very fast pace. And so our human minds and bodies are being asked to accompany that pace. Yet the energy of creation is not that pace. It is its own pace. Um, so for me, I had been in New York for like five years straight and had gotten super just overwhelmed with the amount of emails and running from one thing to another and you know, tight pants and, mm -hmm. you know, trying to stay in perfect shape and all these things that were very masculine in a way because they're just very quick and refined. And there is feminine energy that's fast and that's fierce and that's directed as well. But I was like, I need to access that, that energy of the Hawaiian sunset and the energy of like a Latin American, like I imagine like a, one of the, my Brazilian grandma, like sitting and kneading dough for an hour. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's what I need. So I left New York and I went to LA 
and I lived by the ocean for a while and I really slowed down the pace of my life to learn what it meant to feel surrender in an embodied way. Uh, and I imagine with fertility, there's an element of that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the, then the feminine fire, and then you talked about embodiment. Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly is that? Me, embodiment is when we take different types of ideas, practices, principles, energy, and we pull them into our bodies. They become embodied. So a lot of our culture and a lot of our society exists off ideas in the mind, right? A lot of things in the mind. Uh, So you can talk about connection, but what does connection feel like? You can talk about intimacy. What does intimacy feel like? You can talk about being fertile, but what does being fertile feel like? And so when you go into the feelings, you are coming into the embodiment. So you can embody the feeling of being, um, let's say, a juicy peach. (laughs) Or you can embody ecstatic bliss after singing and chanting um, to the divine. Uh, so, so embodied practice is pulling things out of the mind and into, into the physical, into the heart, into the body. So we're talking about a lot, a lot of things that might feel like if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, let me try to give you another example because it is quite simple. Say you are doing a mind-oriented spiritual practice, right? You're practicing mindfulness, you're watching your thoughts, you're, you're breathing, you're trying to quiet your mind. That is not an embodied practice. That's a mind-based practice, which is, which is fabulous and important. An embodied practice would be, say, some of the work that I do that involves bringing breath into your belly and breathing feelings into your body. And so you move energy through your body with breath, with sound, with movement then that's embodied. You begin to feel tingling in your legs. You might feel orgasmic. You might feel rage moving through your spine. That's all embodied work, which is very, very different than sitting in a quiet meditation, in a mindfulness meditation, for instance, or a Vipassana meditation or an insight meditation. So all these different practices help you access different parts of yourself. Yeah, because I think the the fact that the body may feel if we feel the body has failed failed us and then feeling very angry at our body and then this full full on disconnection to it so yeah yeah well if we're living in our mind 90% of the day then the body's like well honey we're not really talking much and that's the thing when we're on the computer we're in our mind we're on the phone we're in our mind that is not embodied practice can you imagine if every email you got you felt it in your your womb or your pussy or your your t- tickling in your heart mm-hmm. we would be we'd be jumping around like weird jumping beans you know <laughs> it wouldn't work so when we are emailing we're working with our mind and our body is not a part of it i mean unless you get a terrible email and you do feel it like a, a pit in your stomach or whatever um but mainly the work we're doing is disembodied we're just like heads on the computer mm-hmm. So that's what I tell women I work with. I say, you got to get off the computer. You got to spend time doing nothing, slowing down to the speed of just like a slow, slow drip of honey, you know, down the side of a tree or whatever. 
and slowing down, just slowing down. So I started something with myself when I moved to LA called Surrender Saturdays, where on Saturdays, no phone, no email, no computer, no TV, just me and my body doing things that bring pleasure, that, that slow me down, dancing, cooking, doing things that are just bringing me back into the here and now in my body. And I do think that, that women, when we are trying to hope that pregnancy or anything rather could happen at the speed of everything else, we're essentially asking our body to like, like just like jump. I say jump, why aren't you jumping? Absolutely. And the body is like, well, honey, like we haven't been having a conversation, you and me. Or we only have a conversation around certain things like eating, pooping, (laughs) you know, bleeding. But the conversation with the body and how the body feels all the time can be an ongoing all day, everyday conversation so that you just know your body and you start listening to it. Um, And that's a beautiful and painful process because it really means feeling all your feelings. It means feeling all the pain you might have stuffed away, all the rage, all the sadness, all the fear, all the trauma, like all the things that might be hiding inside of you, you begin to have to look at. And that requires a practice. So I have this how to embody your feminine fire class where I lead people through practices to begin to process and feel some of their feelings that may be stored away. And you, you don't have to do a class for that. You can, you can do your own uh, work on your own breath work, journaling, but beginning to feel what's happening under the surface and loosening the grips that's when the conversation begins and you can start, you can even hear your womb talking to you in a way in the quiet, you hear messages from your body. Yeah. And you start that practice off and that, that is that the embodying your feminine fire is a, is a crazy life altering course. So we'll talk oh. about that at the end. It's insane. And I'm, I'm not a big crier and all these kind of things. And you're like, just cry. I'm like, Oh my goodness. And yeah, just ball like a baby. But, um, but then feeling yeah, released and refreshed and renewed after it. But, um, and you start that practice out with, with belly breathing. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're like contracting our belly, we got to make it all flat looking. And you, you talk a lot about just like letting the belly hang out and like wide open. And mm-hmm. you know, how do we do that? Oh, so that's like one of my, my all time first practices for women is, in order to, to bring life to our womb, to our um, lower part of our body, our second chakra, our yoni, whatever you want to call it, in order to bring life force into that, we have to soften it. We cannot be holding it in and sucking in it. Essentially, when we're doing that, we're preventing feeling from entering it. We're, we're just tensing it. And so we shut it down in a way. And you know, the times where my period was the most inconsistent was the times where I was most trying to keep a flat stomach and you know, counting calories and all this crap. Like my belly or my my period was just so inconsistent, which showed me that my hormones were off. So part of what I started doing, I read Elisa Vitti's book, The Woman mm-hmm. Code, and I'm sure people know who she is because she's like the, you know, one of the goddess of <laughs> all of this stuff. Um, and I, I learned that I needed to adjust my exercise, my food, my sleep schedule around my 
um, menstrual schedule. And that was just so huge. And then I went to a Chinese medicine uh, doctor and she was like, stop wearing tight clothes. She yelled at me, a little Chinese woman. Mm-hmm. She was like, stop wearing tight clothes. And you're, why are you wearing a skirt with no tights? Your legs are leaking heat. And she showed me that in Chinese medicine, that if I was a woman trying to have chi or energy running through my womb, then I had to be treating my womb in a very specific way. It's, it's down to the clothes I'm wearing. And I, didn't, I couldn't be wearing tight clothes around that area. I needed to be very warm. I could not be drinking cold liquids. Mm -hmm. And all of these things I had no clue about. It was just like iced coffees, pencil skirts, heels (laughs) (laughs) at that moment in my life. Right. And so why the reason I say all of that is because for me, it's definitely been a journey to let go of the belly and to wear clothes that do not ask me to suck it all in because essentially I'm blocking off chi and life force to that part of my body. So, I mean, when I'm about to bleed, I try to wear loose, loose, even looser things, you know, that have space to, for my belly to hang out. And the thing is, I don't care now. You can see pictures of me, my belly's hanging out and I just don't care because I'd rather be healthy and I'd rather be have a healthy cycle than a flat belly mm-hmm. yeah yeah you do a lot of work with shamanic journeying mm-hmm. yeah it's one of our big parts of moon club mm-hmm. yeah. and so and for someone that's you know dealing on they're on their fertility journey and they're trying to visualize a positive outcome and you know, how can how can that help yeah. So the work that I do every month in Moon Club, so Moon Club is my uh, group coaching and mentorship program where women gather together to hold each other accountable for goals, for external and internal goals. So that could be business oriented or working through a pattern in your life or a habit, uh, going through transformation. And every month on the new moon, we gather and I guide everybody through a journey where we take a journey into the space of the heart. So it's a visual journey and you visualize, we go into the space of the heart and we often meet different parts of ourselves in there. So we can meet older versions of ourselves or future versions of ourselves. And we often integrate parts of ourselves that we've either left behind or we have fractured off from. And this is it's incredibly powerful. Um, it's a place where we make peace with parts of ourselves, where we reckon where we also resurrect, where we also see future parts of ourselves saying, hey, like, don't worry. I mean, I've definitely talked to my children in those spaces and I don't have any alive yet. <laughs> and I think other women have as well. Yeah, have. Um, and also their grandparents. Or, so it's, it's, it's an altered state of consciousness with the drum beat. So you go into a semi-trance space with the drum beat and in that you're led on a visual journey and I guide you there. And so it's kind of like in between a hypnosis and a trance um, and a guided meditation. So I love that space. It is it's like the main pillar of moon club that every month we do together and there's really a great power and women practicing that together it feels very ancient it feels very like a living prayer that we do together for ourselves and um, even talking about it I feel moved because it's so you know I, I was just led to do that I did not come up with some brilliant idea and it's ancient I just started leading them 
for free for a year through the numinous with Ruby Warrington. And then I said, okay, like, let's make this a, a, a community that is a member community and let's give a guidebook with writing prompts and let's train people to be leaders and let's teach spiritual practices. And, and that's what Moon Club has become. And now we have 500 members around the world um, around that. And it's a beautiful space. We have chapters in many cities. So and the, the meetings in the different cities are completely free. And there is space for you to gather and um, share. And we do something called story medicine, which is storytelling in a group. And so it's a very safe space to connect authentically from depth and to share uh, deep emotions that we don't really always have the space to share. So um, all of those practices are very feminine, very surrender-based, very in touch with the lunar side of us, the, 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 the emotional side of us, the subconscious, and it's very nourishing. Yeah, I've been I've been doing it since January and doing each 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 mm. journey work and it's um and as you say you go you when we go through it sort of meeting guides and and stuff like that that's a, it is a little foreign to me cuz you know I've meditated and and mm-hmm. um, stuff but this is like is is deep and yeah you end up there's a there's these tangible feelings that you have when you're when you're leading us through there and it it's super powerful and yeah and, uh, impactful yeah it's, it's, yeah Mm-hmm. I would recommend, you know, for anyone having a practice, even if you're just laying on the floor talking to your womb or talking to your ovaries or doing rituals where you engage. I don't know if you guys do that or you do that with your clients, but beginning that type of relationship uh, where you kind of go into that deep space. You can even go on Spotify and there's an amazing female shamanic practitioner named Sandra Ingerman who's been doing this for a while and she she has drums drum CDs on Spotify and you can you can also you know if you want to just go listen to some shamanic drumming and lay down and put your hands in your belly or your your womb and start to let your yourself be sort of pulled into the drum beat and maybe from there you talk to your belly, you talk to your, you know, your yoni, you talk to your ovaries, talk to your body, or maybe you do communicate with the souls of your children, whatever feels, you know, right to you in that space. But it's, I think that those rituals are very important. So Sandra uh, Ingerman, you said with an eye? Yeah. Yeah. And she wrote a book called Soul retrieval and it's it's that is it's a shamanic practice but that exists in many traditions what we're doing in moon club is is almost it's a version of that in a way which we're retrieving parts of ourselves that maybe have been left behind but we're using the conscious mind so in a lot of shamanic practice i would go in for you and i would help gather a part of you but instead i um lead people to do it themselves mm-hmm. which is for me all the work I do coaching women, it's so that you can learn to, to heal yourself and to do that all the time. So I don't go in and just clean your energy for you or, you know, tell you what to do. I guide you to be, to know yourself more. So that's what we do in Moon Club too. It's like, it's very much taking your own destiny and your energy into your own hands. Mm-hmm. Empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can you uh, lead us through a, a mini one at this time? Sure. <laughs> Do you? I mean, I could pull out the drum if you want. Sure. Yeah. Have it handy. <laughs> I do actually. Okay. So my friend made this drum. 
just listen to the sound of the drum. Just take a few deep breaths. Begin to breathe into your belly. your right hand on your lower belly. Just breathe into that hand. And so you want to inhale and with a sigh, really letting out something. With every exhale, let something out. <sighs> letting the vibration of sound move through your body, remembering that your body is full of water and that sound vibrates through you. So when you use sound on an exhale, you're creating a resonance in your body. So if you were to put both hands now on your womb, I want you to just feel into your womb.
So if you didn't hear a message, just notice how your body feels. Notice how your heart feels, how your womb feels, how your whole pelvic area feels. And if you did hear a message, then just say thank you to yourself. You can put both hands on your heart. Honoring your body, how powerful it is, how sacred it is, how fucking amazing it is. Being in that silence for a moment, just giving yourself that, letting yourself just feel the textures running through your body. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and if you're listening to this and you want to pause the podcast and go write something down, please do. <laughs> mm, thank you. That was wonderful. And you've talked a lot on the podcast about um, the womb and the sort of the pelvic area. And this is during your, the embodiment practice. The third one that you, you have us do is the is sort of rocking that pelvic area. So how do you, you know, embody or get into that area and be tap into your intuition in that area? Mm. Well, daily practice, daily, mm. daily practice, you know, um, I would say if you, if you want to do my class, that's one way you can sit and do breath work with yourself. You can do pelvic work with yourself, uh, movement, five rhythms, dance. I highly recommend five rhythms or some sort of a free flowing dance practice that's in the flow. So you want to evoke the energy of flow as much as possible um, because we're not, we're working with an energy that's deeply surrendering into something, right? We don't, we can't just push a button and have our period come or push a button and get pregnant. So, you know, we're working with the energy of flow. So it's an energy. It's like we can't control it. So any practices that increase flow is how I say, uh, is how we get into that place. Nature, free-flowing dance, breath work, movement of the pelvis, stepping away from the computer. Those are the things that we get in touch with an, a rhythm inside of us that's beyond the rhythm of the computer or the lights or the iPhone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it just kind of rocking or like what it, what's oh, circling? Oh, specifically yeah. with the pelvis. Yeah. Well, you know, it's cute. I, I had a teacher in college, Joanne, but we would do pelvic tilting. Um, and I, in college, I thought, what is this all about? And now I totally get it. Um, but you can lay on the floor and put your knees up and just kind of circle through your pelvis with some, some music and some breath um, and bringing warmth there. It's imagining like really that that area of your body is needing to be warmed up. There needs to be more energy flowing there, more chi. Um, and that would be like in the Chinese, Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. that you want to add heat there, 
right? Because if the ovaries or the or the womb are not functioning well or they're kind of slow in the sense they're not operating maybe at full capacity, you want to increase the chi, you know? And so it's kind of the same principle as when my Chinese medicine doctor said to only drink hot ginger tea and no more iced coffee because I could warm up my, my inside. So if you do that with movement, you know, you're, you're warming the pelvis, you're using circling or tilting, or you could do self-massage on that area with oil, mm-hmm. though I'm not sure like if you're in a state of pregnancy, you probably don't want to do that. But um, even just gentle topical massage, but yeah, bringing energy and surrender to that part of your body and softening, softening, mm-hmm. softening, softening. Yeah. And then, and then also this, you, you talk again about sort of sexy energy as power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I talk about all faces of the feminine, really claiming all of them. So the sexy, fierce, soft, all of it, like we are all of it, depending on the day. You know, if you talk to me when I'm ovulating, I'm a different person than when I'm bleeding. And all of that is me and all of it is feminine, you know, so there's more active feminine energy. There's more passive feminine energy. There's more fierce feminine energy. And you can see all of that if you look Look at nature, right? You look at nature like a volcano versus like a gentle rain. Um, and so we have all of those sides. And the sexy side, even in the sexy, has 20 different shades. Like I can be I can be raunchy sexy, I can be coquettish sexy, I can be a sexy kitten. <laughs> um, and I don't want to just pick one thing because that's what the media has said. Sexy equals black lingerie and high heels and big boobs and I don't believe any of that shit. So for me, I have to feel what sexy is. And I led a class a few years ago and I had people say five things that felt the sexiest to them. And then we had to really call their bluff if we didn't feel like that was, it was re- true. And so somebody would say, oh, I love what's sexy to me is, you know, um, uh, leather pants and we would really have to see like wow did that feel sexy or not but some of the things that women said were like the sexiest I ever feel is when I'm you know cooking or when I just got out of the shower or when I'm swimming in naked or whatever and sometimes the sexiest moments that the women were sharing had nothing to do with actual physical sex and they were also so far from some of the cliches and stereotypes that we deal with but when we come back to our fullness inside of ourselves the full power of us then we release all those sides of sexy so it can be like you know, wild, sexy, like ripping to shreds, sexy. It can be coy. It can be a many, many things. Like we all have those sides. Yeah. And especially trying to conceive the whole sexy part of it. We may feel that it's, you know, we may have lost that because it becomes a chore and then trying to get back into that, that feeling in our body that, and I guess, yeah, it's that feminine energy Yeah, to, re- to reclaim it. Mm-hmm. And for that, it would be like, how do you bring the depth of intimacy into your partnership so that between two humans, you're creating this vortex to receive this soul, you know, like how do these two humans create this 
this vortex to receive that soul, like what sort of intimacy needs to be there? It's not just sex. And I think people think, oh yeah, we got to have sex. We got to have sex when the temperature is right and with this and with that. You're also like, you're only going to get pregnant when it's time, you know, when the, when you and your partner, whoever, even if it's a surrogate or even if it's a friend, I don't know, but when you're, hearts and souls are aligned and in a place. So I would say cultivating the deep intimacy and the deep, true, authentic communion and connection is what's going to create the hub, right? For this soul to come down for this new life. Um, If the relationship between the two humans having sex is empty or surface or superficial, I mean, that's a definitely, uh, that's a tough place to come in and why not create a really loving bond for a new, for a new life to come through. I think you have something new coming out around this, don't you? Do you have a podcast coming or something's coming out around? I thought I saw something that you had something around the sexy energy. Oh, oh, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a monthly erotic writing series. Something. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I'm a writer and I love writing. And, and I also love coaching and I love working with women, but I love writing. So every month I'm going to write an erotic short story from my life and I'm going to oh. share it. Um, and the first one will be out in like about 10 days. And then I'll have a playlist and a ritual because I honestly think that all of us need more erotic in our lives. And I mean, conscious, healthy erotic. I don't mean, you know, porn. That's not erotic. That's porn. I mean, us being in touch with like, what is yummy and what brings like a deep sense of pleasure. Again, like if you're approaching, I think pregnancy or anything without that stuff, then it's like, of course, it's going to feel dry. And like we want it all to feel juicy and alive and robust and connected. And so being connected to our erotic cells, I feel like is such a big, a, a important part of it all. Mm-hmm. So you have a, so it's a, um, a written material and you have a playlist to kind of go along yeah, with it? Yeah. So it's like, it's a monthly news, newsletter type of subscription where you get a short story in your inbox with a playlist and a ritual. And so you could kind of craft an, a little evening or bathtub date with yourself and, and hopefully be inspired to take your own erotic risks and have fun with, with your partner in some way as well. Like my, my hope is to inspire other women to claim their eroticism and their fantasies and to enjoy them in beautiful, healthy ways without shame. Mm, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you were recently on a retreat that I saw here. I feel like I'm stalking you, but I get, mm. I get, your, I get your newsletter. So I'm yeah. reading and, Yeah. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. And so feeding your demons. I actually just, I got the book. So I'm just, just, mm. uh, just part, part of the way through um, yeah. by, by Lama Tolstrom. I'm going to have you pronounce her. Yeah. Lama Sultrim Alion. So she is a, a, a Western American teacher who lived in Tibet and became an, uh, a nun and then a teacher and then renounced her vows, had three children mm-hmm. by three different husbands actually um, throughout her life and is a teacher, a Tibetan teacher, a Tibetan Buddhist teacher. And uh, she's just amazing. She's badass, feminist, powerful. And I came across her 
her book, Feeding Your Demons Through My Friend, Lily. And the practice in the book is basically, it's a psycho-spiritual practice. So you're using psychology and it's almost like a gestalt therapy type of an exercise where you envision a part of yourself that you're battling internally as an external force outside of you as a demon. And you have this whole dialogue that occurs. And so you can read about it in the book, but it's profoundly healing because again, you're working with a almost disenfranchised or difficult part of yourself. And so a lot of my work kind of is around these same sorts of themes where we, we find parts of ourselves that are troubling or difficult or we're mad at, and we find different ways to work with them. And so Lama Sultram's way is this kind of intense feeding of your demon self. So say your demon self is the part of you who you know, keeps getting into unhealthy relationships or can't say, say no to people. So then you, in this exercise, you visualize her outside of you. And it's, it's very amazing how vibrant it'll be. Like, say you have a part of you that won't say no. You'll see her outside of you, like a little girl who's like, me, 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 me. <laughs> and it's just in your visual mind. And then you begin to get to know her, what triggers her, uh, what she needs in order to feel safe so she's not ruling your life. And it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty cool practice. Yeah, because a lot of times those things are going on, right? And we we don't even know that the the tr- no. we, we push the trigger down. We don't even know what what it actually is underneath it. And a lot of times it could be we're not you know we're not good enough, or there's fear, or there's there's anger, or or sadness, which are you know going through the the fertility journey. A lot of those things come up like really strong, like we're triggered when we see you know other pregnant belly pregnant bellies or yeah or or babies, and like there's a lot of triggers, and then mm-hmm. being able to 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 cope kind of through through that piece and then and so yeah and this piece this book is neat because it's sort of instead of ignoring because really what you know what you ignore just becomes larger anyways exactly so this probably could be a very helpful practice for women struggling with fertility because there's probably some element of the self that's um that there's anger, frustration towards Mm -hmm. or something in the past or whatever. And for me, like, I I do think we all have one that we work with, maybe a few that are really present. And it's really helped me this practice. She led us through one and I got, I just, tears were just rolling down my cheeks and I felt such a deep healing when I was just with her on a retreat. And I'm hopefully going to study with her next year too. Mm. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and is there any kind of uh, a book or a website or an app, anything that you want to recommend? Your, your go-to stuff? You've got tons of recommendations. But, uh, um, you mean not my stuff, but just other things that I yeah, like and appreciate? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I love her. I love, who else do I love? I like Starhawk and she does a lot of earth-based work um and things that that really take into account the environment and the earth and i think that's very important for all of us right now mm-hmm. um to really factor into our lives how the earth is being impacted um so i think her books are really powerful and so so is ramdas but in terms of you know and david data's books have been very important to me Dear Lover and Intimate Communion. They might feel a bit dated to some people, but there's a lot of good stuff in there, including that Hawaii, New York kind of um, dichotomy that I was just talking about. Okay, so, yeah. And so Starhawk, you said? Mm-hmm. Starhawk. 
David Data. I discovered Ram Das. I discovered all their books when I was in my early 20s, you know, and they've been just so close to me and in my path and um, so grateful for that. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Any success story you'd like to share from your clients or anything? Mm. anything I mean, I've had so many lately, as so many clients that I'm just watching catapults. Um, so many women in Moon Club that have been former clients that are now starting businesses, uh, becoming leaders uh, in their communities. It's been, it's, I had two clients recently that got book deals out of nowhere. Another one that, launch her tarot deck out of nowhere um and two other ones that are in moon club that started their businesses they're just it's been really beautiful to watch the women around me also rising mm -hmm. and that's really my goal is to empower other women to do what makes them happy because that's what i'm doing writing is like i love it i do it every day i'm writing a book right now with sounds true the publisher mm -hmm. um and i can't I'm so excited to, to, to have it out and to keep writing more books because I just want to do what makes me most happy. And that's that and, and helping other women to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, every time that I get emails from Moon Club members and clients being like, oh, my God, this happened, this happened, this happened, I'm just touched, deeply touched. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and so you have so the um, embody your feminine fire course. Uh, can mm -hmm. you just share? We, we've talked a little bit about this during the podcast, but if you can share a little bit about that, and there's actually a discount code they can get for the course. So it's a new year, new you, and twenty five percent off. And I'll have the mm -hmm. link in the show notes. Um, yes. Share a little bit about it. I think you're adding an extra, are you adding an extra video to it or something? From I did, I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's two practices that have original music. They're guided practices. Literally, you can use these every day over and over for yep. the rest of your life. <laughs> um, and I find having a guided practice so helpful. So it's 30 minutes. You lay on the floor. I guide you through breath work, sound work, and really opening, processing through feelings, emotions. Um, People have said they've had orgasms, they've cried, they've experienced feelings that they haven't felt in a really long time. Um, there's a video that preps you. And then I added a video to kind of how to ground afterwards, how to kind of ground down and process after with some journaling work and some what to eat and stuff like that, because I thought that would be helpful for people. But it's a really great practice, especially if you already have a seated meditation that's a stillness, quiet practice. This is your feminine practice. Practice. This is the one where you unleash, you soften, you pull down the masks, you pull off the layers of the onion, you get raw, you get real, and it feels amazing. And it, the the incredible thing, and now now I'm like shit. I need to do this. I haven't done it in a minute. Uh, <laughs> the incredible thing about it too is that your beauty comes forth in a way that is just it's uncanny i've seen women take pictures of themselves right after and there's just like this light radiating from their eyes and that's that practice <laughs> so yeah if you end up doing it please feel free to dm me or uh, email me let me know how it goes for you yeah and they can find that at moonclub.co forward slash how to embody your feminine fire i'll have that in the show notes and yeah that practice is uh 
you have to actually experience it to to mm-hmm. understand the power of it because it's like you've unleashed this this like fierce warrior that's like in there and she is i don't know she's going bananas <laughs> it's, yeah it's wild and uh, you have to close the door and just do it by yourself or or your dog will think that you've uh, something's going on <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah, no, it's amazing it's amazing awesome well thanks so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your words of wisdom it's been uh, it's been awesome oh you're so welcome thank you for having me great hey there sarah clark here So are you struggling to have your baby? First of all, please know that my heart goes out to you. I support couples worldwide who are struggling with infertility to conceive and have healthy babies. Women like Rita, who gave birth to her beautiful daughter after following my fertility coaching system. Or Danielle, who after two failed IUIs was able to get pregnant after a supercharger fertility discovery call with me. So here's how you get my help for free. So I offer a free supercharger fertility discovery call. And on that call, I'll create a plan with you that is going to help you fast track your success. So this call is not for everyone. And I'm really picky about who I get to speak with. And I have a strict but totally reasonable criteria that needs to be met in order for us to move forward. So here's who I can help. So first of all, you need to be able to explore your infertility diagnosis in a new light. So this offers for people who are open-minded, they're coachable, and if you can do that and want to double or triple your chances at the fertility clinic or get pregnant, awesome. So let's get on the phone and chat. Also, you must be an action taker. So someone who's committed to seeing results, you're able to follow directions. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to do anything bizarre. But if you're one of those people who like to consume a ton of information but don't like to spend time implementing and seeing results, then the call's not really for you. So I only want to spend time with people who are genuinely committed to their own success. So just click on the link in the show notes and apply or go to fabfertile, F-A-B-fertile.com and click on the free consult. So it's a really short application that just tells me about your health, how long you've been trying to conceive and how soon you'd like to be pregnant. So seriously, this is going to be the best time you've ever spent on your fertility. Looking forward to chatting. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Get Pregnant Naturally. Seriously, it means the world to me that you're here. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can be notified of upcoming episodes. I'm excited to offer you a special gift. If you're a U.S. resident, text FERTILE to 345-345. You'll be prompted to enter your email address and you'll receive our fertility yoga download. In this 20-minute intro video, we focus on a calming and peaceful practice to connect back to your heart. These simple fertility yoga poses can help quiet negative thoughts make you feel more in control. Download it now and get started today. So for U.S. residents, text FERTILE, F-E-R-T-I-L-E, to 345-345. For non-U.S. residents, go to www.yogafreebie.com to access your special gift. That's www.yogafreebie.com. F-R-E-E-B-I-E dot com to access the free fertility yoga download. And I love this quote by Dr. Mark Hyman, medical director of the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine and chairman of the Institute for Functional Medicine. Functional medicine is medicine by cause, not by symptom. Functional medicine practitioners don't in fact treat disease. We treat your body's ecosystem. We get rid of the bad stuff, Put in the good stuff, and because your body is an intelligent system, it does the rest. Thanks for listening. Until next time.